I believe that God's going to move today. I believe God's going to transform lives today. And I believe that every single person here is here for the right reason, the right time. And uh, God wants to work in each and everyone's hearts today. Whether you're, you've been here a couple of years, whether you're new today, or whether you're online, or you've been here since the very beginning, um, some people will be like, oh, I feel a bit old now. But, uh, <laughs> but whether you're any of those people, I'm so glad that you're here because God wants to speak to you today. Amen? So I'm going to quickly pray because after all that ruckus that uh, we caused, uh, I believe we need to invite God back into the room. Um, so I'm going to pray. So God, I just want to thank you for the honor and privilege it is to share your word. And God, I pray that it wouldn't be of my will, but it would be your will that would be done today, God. And God, you would speak to us. You would help words resonate in our hearts that would shift us and help us to transform lives together. And God, I just pray that you would just really speak through me, and if you want this service to go a particular way, that you would speak and allow us to move in your way. And everybody said, amen. Awesome. I know we've already done this, but give someone a high five or fist bump before you sit down. I'm just going to, all right, elbow, five, whatever, whatever we're doing now. I don't know what we're doing. I seem to have misplaced my phone. Yo, Isaac, my favorite MC, can you grab my phone, please? Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I'm so excited for today because I honestly believe that God's going to have us leave here way more passionate, way more on fire. I love the songs we're singing. Did you see that? Tongues of Fire. Yeah. That, that was sung, two songs. Two songs, and I feel like that was a declaration for today, is that we want to fill this room. We want the Spirit to come over us. I, I don't want to leave the same, and hopefully we won't have to stay for hours so we don't leave the same, but, <laughs> but I'm sure that God's going to speak to us, and um, we're going to absolutely change lives in our community. Amen? So, there's something here for everyone today, and I believe I'm so passionate about God. He meets us where we're at. God meets us where we're at. And so when I preach or when I say these words, it's not just for a, a particular person, but I want you guys to, you know, latch on to something that you feel God's speaking to you and um, look at what's the next step in my journey. What's the next step that I'm taking? What's the next step that God wants me to take? And whether you're online at home, I, I just ask that you just keep in mind, where, where's God taking me? What's God speaking to me during this message? And even if you fall asleep during my message, that's all good, but if something pops out to you. I, I, I just pray that God would move that in your life. But if you're a note taker, Apple, Android, whatever, I'm, I'm forgiving of Apple now. Um, I'm slowly praying for it at the altar each week. Um, I need to stop roasting Apple. I'm sorry, guys. Um, and if you're a notebook taker, the title of today is Transforming Lives Together. Transforming Lives Together. And I thought that was kind of significant because you may have seen a big wall that says it transforming lives together. And the reason why I titled it Transforming Lives Together is because that's what ideally we want to accomplish. We want to transform lives together. And my main heart for this message and what I felt like God was speaking to me about is that we have to do it together. We can't do it alone. We are better together. And it can't just be Don. It can't just be Jesse. It's actually we need all of us to impact the community out there. We need all of us. And so that's why when I speak this message, 
I'd love for all of you to latch onto something because I need every single one of you to start making steps in the kingdom of God. Because we're not going to grow the kingdom of God, we're not going to advance the kingdom of God unless we're all in this together. Because do you know what's incredible is that if every single person in this room does something today, takes that next step, we're actually going to notice by Monday the amazing shift in that community out there. So, if you have your Bible, if you have your phone, or you have the old manual Bible, uh, it's called a book. I'm not sure if you guys heard of it over here, but um, Luke 10, 25 to 29. I am using the phone because I haven't heard of books either. Um, So, we're going to jump to that. Holler out when you get to it, Luke 10, 25. Yo, someone actually hollered out. I love that. Finally. You know, you say that and it just doesn't happen. You just leave disappointed. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Man, I really speak too much. And um, just, just have grace, guys. And um, yeah, we'll go with that. But Luke 10, 25. So this is the parable of the Good Samaritan. You guys may have heard of it, but we're going to read through it a little bit. And we're going to kind of talk about the story and how it can apply to us today. Because what I encourage you guys, as you read your Bible, it's not just an ancient textbook that we like, can't relate to a us, or is not relevant to our lives. The Bible is more than relevant to our lives than ever before. God, God has, those, has that word to really just activate our lives and really shift us. And you just got to look at it in the right way. And so what I want to do is just take that little story and then we're going to say how that is relevant for us and what we can take away and how we can better ourselves today. So the parable of the Good Samaritan It says, on one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Has anyone tested Jesus before? They're like, oh, no one's going to put their hands up for that, eh? (laughs) Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit an eternal life? And so what they meant by eternal life back in the day, it wasn't like, hey, after death, we're just going to like live it up with Jesus. But they were actually talking about, we're in the presence of God, we're living with the presence of God now, and that's eternity. Um... And so, what is written in the law, he replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. And that's pretty powerful from Jesus. Do this and you will live. You know, two simple commands, and he says, you will live in that eternity that you speak of. You will live. But what I love about that parable is that it tells us how to understand love. It tells us how to understand how to love like Jesus. Because they're not talking about uh, a love that is a feeling, you know, when we're like, yo, I love burgers, or like, I love, you know, coffee. Who loves coffee? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I know Alex loves coffee. He's like ridiculous, like six shots or eight shots. I don't know how he does it. Um... But this parable teaches us how to love like Jesus. Because love isn't just a feeling like I love coffee. Because if you go, I love coffee and love my mom, then, you know, it's kind of weird. Because you're like, so I love my mom like I love coffee. That's kind of weird. But I love is expressed as an action. And so when they were translating it back in the day, it was actually called agape. And agape was actually observed 
by seeing the actions of Jesus and the way he lived. And so when agape was translated as for, for like love, they were like, this word actually just means how Jesus lived. This word actually just means how Jesus lived. And so when we're thinking of like that, love is an action. We can no longer be like, no, I've got to love God and love people and then just, you know, chill on the couch watching Netflix. You know, we've, we've actually got to make action to love people. We've actually got to go out of our way to love people. Because even on Mother's Day, it's important to all of us, I think of the way my mom loved me. When I think of the way my mom loved me, I don't think of when she said it, although she said it a lot. I think of how she put a roof over my head. I think of how she raised me through the hard times, through the poor times. I think of how she fed me every night. I think of how she said I look like a handsome young lad when I had a bird's nest for here. <laughs> I think... You guys weren't supposed to laugh at that. Um, I'm trying to share my intimate feelings, guys. Come on. Um, I think of the times where she took me out to play sport, play football, or play table tennis or cross country or wherever, or, or she encouraged me to believe in something, to, to have vision, to be passionate about life. That's what I think of when I think of the way my mom loved me. And the same way God wants to paint love in our life is that it should be those actions, it should be those stories that were like, wow, that changed my life because of the action that they took. And so God's love is more than a feeling, it is an action. And so we're going to continue to read from 30 onwards. It says, Jesus replied, and he replies with a parable. He says, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Don't worry, it's not depressing. It's going to end on a good note. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and then he put a man on his own donkey. So if we think about it nowadays, he's like, yo, take my Holden, you know, uh, take my, oh no, take my Tesla, you know, go back to my crib. Um, and so he basically takes him back to an inn, and he took care of him. And then the next day, he took out two denarii, so he gave him, you know, some money to cover it, and he says to them, look after him. And so he goes the extra mile to actually make sure this man is looked after, and he's cared for, and he's taken to this place, and he's like, I've done all this, and I've looked after this guy, and I've loved on him, and I've loved through action. But even though I've kind of got, you know, a schedule going on, I've got to bounce, I'm still going to make sure he's looked after. I'm still going to make sure he's loved. And the amazing thing is, he says, I'll reimburse anything if it you know, goes more than what I've paid already. I'll reimburse it. So he's not only saying that, hey, I'm going to cover it no matter what. He's also saying, I'm going to come back and be accountable for, has this guy been loved to the full capacity that God loves him? Has he been loved to that full capacity? And that's just absolutely incredible. And so what does Jesus say about the story? Why did he say the story? He says that 
absolutely incredible line, you just have to go and do likewise. And then you'll fulfill this love your God and love your neighbor. Love your God and love your neighbor. And you know, it is intimidating when we're like, you know, he, he just like paid his money, he took him in his Tesla, he like, you know, took him back to his crib and looked after him and he paid someone else to look after him. Like, I can't do that. I don't, I don't have that. But what Jesus is saying, you know, you've got to love in action. you just got to go out there and do it likewise. And so, you know, church, we're, we're never going to be perfect at this. We're going to, you know, we're going to stuff up along the way. And that's okay. That's okay. We're not perfect. I'm definitely not perfect. But we can still choose to wake up every day and be like, you know what, I'm going to love people to the best of my ability. I'm going to love God to the best of my ability. And so I want to give you some practical ways that we can actually love like that. And we're going to work on it. We're not going to be like, I'm not going to preach this and then we're going to walk out the door and be like, yo, we're, the, we're like Jesus now. We're like perfect. We're going to love, we're going to, you know. There's going to be a work in progress. There's going to be something we're going to have to, you know. Tuesday, be like, oh, what does Zan say? Oh, yeah, let's, let's try and work on this. You know, months from now, we're going to like, oh, we're going to continue to work. Love and action, love and action. And so, we may never measure up to Jesus, but it doesn't mean we can't start taking steps in that direction. Okay? So, number one, what can we learn from this? How can we do likewise? Number one, we must learn to be aware. What I love about the Samaritan, well, actually, all of them were aware of this guy, but the Samaritan, and just the backstory, Samaritans were despised. There were people that, you know, Jesus' disciples were like, yeah, you shouldn't hang out with those guys. But you know what? The Samaritan was the one that stepped forward and helped this guy. And so what I love about that is that he was aware enough to be like, you know what? This is an opportunity for God to move. This is an opportunity for God to love. This is an opportunity for me. You know, I, I live out my weeks, and there's so many opportunities like that where I'm like, oh, I could have done something there. I was at Kmart the other day. And if anyone, has anyone been a youth pastor or like kids church or intermediate, any, or like youth leader or volunteer or whatever? Has anyone bought stuff from shops for those activities? Because it is the weirdest experience ever. So I'm basically at Kmart, this was yesterday or the day before, and I'm lugging around like tons of flowers, four whiteboards, a pack of lollies, and, um, and they're like, yo, what are you doing for your mum? I'm like, oh, no, it's just a church event. And basically, I took it to the self-checkout. I put all this. I'm like trying. I'm like struggling for the days. And then I've like, you know, I've got the receipt. I'm just packing the bags. And this lady comes up and she like rushes there and she's like start. She's like ready to scan her stuff. She's like, bro, what are you doing? Like, and I'm like, don't mind me. Just packing, packing. I'm like, how's your day? (laughs) How are you going? And she's like, oh, what's that for? And I was like, oh, you know, for for a church event. And she's like, oh, yo, what church? I was like, wow, didn't expect that. Didn't. Uh, Inspire Church Albany, and she's like, oh, yeah, but like, well, you know, are you, like, what are you? Like, like oh, a man? I don't know. <laughs> uh, and, it, and then I was like, oh, right, like, Pentecostal Christian? Yeah, cool. And she's like, oh, yeah, awesome, awesome. And I was like, she's like, What's, what are those for? And I'm like, to be honest, I can't explain it. Um, but flowers for decorating and things like that. And, um, and she's like, oh, that, that's, that's awesome. And the conversation just ended there, and I was like, have a good day. Have an amazing day. But that was an opportunity for me just to just talk to someone, have a conversation. Because do you know how meaningful just a simple conversation like that is? 
Because most people, especially Aucklanders, no, I hate to Aucklanders, all, we're all from Auckland anyway, so it doesn't matter. But we have the classic, like, you know, AirPods in, and we're just, like, like walking through the city, and we're like, don't talk to me, don't talk to me. We're like, bus, we're just, like, down on our phones, and, like, we're, we're awkward, because we're just like, oh, I don't want to talk to anyone. But a conversation like that is so meaningful and will go a long way in someone's life, because they're like, wow, this young, random kid who's, you know, got so many flowers and stuff, just had a cool conversation with me, and I learned about a church that I didn't know was in Albany. You know, it's a simple conversation like that. And who knows, she might come here one day and be like, hey, that's that church that weird man was talking about. <laughs> I, I might not go there, because he's weird, but no. <laughs> but we, we must be aware of the opportunities around us that God is presenting, because God always will have opportunities for you every single day to invest in someone's life, to love people. So we must be aware and seize those opportunities to, to love our neighbor and, and love God. You know, I had this, um, this time where I was, I think it's Dominion Road, and basically there's two lanes. There's one going like straight and probably right, and there's another one going straight and left. And so I'm in the left lane, I'm trying to go left, and I come up, and I've told the youth this story, so um, they've probably heard it like maybe twice already, but you guys haven't, so it's all good. But I was in this lane, and I was ready, and I was like kind of stopped because there was a car in front of me. I was like, oh, okay, sweet. Just waiting in traffic. So don't, don't encourage this, but, like, you know, go down to my phone, scroll through Instagram a bit, you know, go through Snapchat. Who's talking to me? Oh, I got a text. Oh, it's just my mum. Oh, uh, no, I'm joking. I love my mum for bits. And then, you know, I'm going through, and they look up again, and the car's still there. And I'm like, wow, this traffic's hectic. Like, what's going on? This has been like five minutes now. So I go back down to my phone, you know, check out what's going on, on Facebook. Oh, Pastor Don posted. What's he doing? You know, check out that video. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, look up again 10 minutes later. Car's still there. What the? Like, what's going on? I know Auckland traffic's bad, but like, what's happening here? And then I looked up again and I looked at the car in front of me and there's no one in it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. And basically, there's two parked cars in front of me and this lane who are taking up the whole lane, which is okay because they're parked there. But, and you usually just go around because you're, you're actually a big brain, unlike me. And then you say so you go around and then you turn left and you go, you go on your merry way. But I was here for 20 minutes sitting behind two parked cars and no one warned me, no one told me. And I'm just sitting here because I wasn't aware of my surroundings. I wasn't aware of the opportunity I had to go to go around this car and just drive on because I was on my phone. So I want to encourage you, get off your phones, guys. Be aware of what God's doing around you. Because um, God will do something amazing if we just glance up for a second. Because... God is a good God, and there's opportunities all around us, amen. <laughs> but we gotta, But like me, part behind the cars, it's very easy to become stationary and stagnant if we don't become aware of what's going on around us. It's so easy to stay still and be like, well, man, why isn't God moving in my life? And we're not looking for what he's doing in our life. We're going to be looking and aware. And so point number two, it's a lifestyle. It's not an on and off switch. It's a lifestyle, it's not an on and off switch. And so it, it is so easy to, yeah, as Jesse said the other week, to put God in a box and be like, yep, that's my work box, that's my family and friends box, this is my God box. But it's not an on and off switch. If we truly want to see transformation in the kingdom, in the world, we have to live it as a lifestyle. It's not a, oh, I'm going back into church, on, you know, uh, leaving, off. 
sweet, I'm going to live like, yeah. We, don't, we shouldn't have like three separate identities, like the work, work's on, the, the church's on, and then the, like, the, the, with the lads, with the bros on, you know, bro, bro, bro. Um, if you went to escape camp, you'd get that. Um, <laughs> but we see this Samaritan go beyond to make sure this guy was looked after and healed and reimbursed and to the end for looking after him. And so life can get so busy and life can get so overwhelming and we can be like, man, I, I don't think I have time to you know, love in action. I don't think I have time to do what this is. But I'm, there's no on and off switch. Now, who's got road rage here? Anyone got road rage? <laughs> I love how there's like husbands and wives like, that's you. Um, I unfortunately don't have road rage. And it's not because I don't have like rage inside me. It's just I'm a, I'm a bit too slow to have road rage. So what happens? Someone will cut in front of me. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that guy did that. How could I do that? And then like, man, what was he thinking? And I'm like, oh, I should toot now. Oh, he's gone. I can't, I, I, I don't know how you guys have the reflexes to just be like, like, it's insane. Like, I, I'm not good like that. I'm just like, yeah, they've long gone. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then it's awkward because if you two, after they're gone, then it's like other people looking at you like, you two and me? Like, what? You want to you go? And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> it's the other guy who's 10 miles down the road. But life can get busy and life can get so overwhelming that we're like, man, I just got to focus on my uni right now. I just got to focus on my work right now. I got to focus on my family right now. But in those moments, we can still choose to be like, you know what? I'm going to love to the best of my ability. I, don't, I think we always think of, because Jesus loved like this, we have to love at a grand level so every single time. But it's the small things that count as well. It's the small things that count as well. So don't underestimate the small things you can do to love people or love God the small moments. And even when you're in those road rage moments and you, you, you've got better reflexes than me and you've tooted already, be like, you know what? I've got it out. Let's have grace. Let's, how can I be more loving again? Because we're going to stuff up. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to have those busy moments. But the important thing is that do we pivot? Do we turn back to God? Or do we just continue in that rage? Or do we continue in that place? The important thing is, what is our response when we stuff up, when we make a mistake? Because I promise you, it's okay to make mistakes. It's fine. You don't have to be the perfect human being. No one is. But is your response to be like, I'm going back to God. God, like, can you help me with this? Because I can't do it on my own. It's just realigning yourself and coming back to God every single time. And so, the third point, actually before that, is that I really want to point out as well, is that love your enemies. <laughs> With the road race story, you know, you're, or the annoying workmate, or the person that frustrates you the most and gets under your skin, you've got to love them too. And that's a point where it's like, man, it's hard to love in action, because, oh, and please, partners, don't nudge your husband or wife, because, yeah, I know they get under your skin, but you've got to love them as well. But <laughs> but we're going to love our enemies as well because that's what makes us different because I always think to myself how are we different out there because if we're not different we're not going to change the world because we're the same as them we've got to be different so when people make us angry when people make us frustrated we're going to learn to love in action and love people 
to the best of our abilities. And so my third point today, and this is an important one as well, is they are one and the same. Loving God and loving neighbor, you can't do one without the other. You can't do one without the other. You can't love God and not love your neighbor. You can't love your neighbor and not love God. They are one and the same. So when you're loving people, you're loving God. When you're loving God, you're loving people. They're one and the same. And so in 1 John 4.16, if you want to turn to that, we'll see if anyone hollers out this time. Oh my gosh! Was that the same person as well? That's amazing. Oh, my phone is totally not loading. This is so awkward. But basically, (laughs) it talks about how if you live in love, you live in God. And who hollered out? Can you tell me if that's slightly on right? Yeah, awesome. (laughs) Awesome. So yeah, if you live in love, you live in God. And that's what I love is when we're loving people, we're living in God. No, the Holy Spirit is actually in us. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so when we're out there, we're actually, God is with us. And so when we're loving people, and what I, what I love is that sometimes the only Bible people will read is your life. Sometimes the only, you know, perspective on Christianity is your life. So when you're out there loving people and, you know, like, you're doing the simple stuff like, hey, can I buy your coffee? Or like, hey, can I help you with that, you know, work project you're working on? Those simple things, they're like, man, that, I don't know why, you know, Wayne Sloan always goes out of the way to, you know, just cheer me on and love me like that. I don't know why he does that. I need to find out why. And then they actually see, you know, oh, Wayne goes to Inspire Church. Oh, Wayne's just, he runs an I group. Oh, wow, he, he invests in so many people's lives. This is his lifestyle. This is what he does. How can I get some of that? And so when we're loving people, that's effectively evangelism right there. Don't underestimate the small things that we can do that will change someone's life. Because you know how I got here? It wasn't because Don came out and prophesied to me on the street or something like that. You know, sometimes things like that can happen. That's incredible. But I came here from a simple, hey, I'm going to church. Do you want to come with me? Or, hey, I'm going to this young adults event. Do you want to come with me? And I came along. And you know what? No one told me any Bible verses or anything, I ate dessert and it was yum. <laughs> but I'm here today. I love food. I come for the food. So yeah, quick tip, food. Always mention food. But it's the loving and kindness that I, I, I felt when I went to that event. The people around me, they were so welcoming, so, so loving, and they made me feel safe. And they've made me the most important thing, and this is what I stress at this youth group and this church as well, the most important thing is for someone to come here and be able to be themselves. I'm not going to tell anyone who walks through those doors to, hey, you need to measure up to a certain level, but God meets you where you're at, and he loves you right now. It's not you have to earn his love. God loves you right now. And that's what I, what I came, and I was like, wow, God already loves me. I'm not, he's not trying to change me right now. He loves me where I'm at. He's meeting me where I'm at. And then that's why I continued to keep coming. Because I was like, wow, I, lo- I, I love the people around me. But who knows the circle around you is going to change your life. The circle around you is going to change your life. But what I want to say is imagine if we could have the same passion that we have right now when we're worshiping or when we're at church 
we were around our Christian buddies. You know, it's very easy to be Christian when you're with your Christian buddies. But when you're not with the Christian buddies, you're like, I don't go to church. <laughs> it's very hard out there to be like, Jesus. It's very hard. But imagine if we could be this passionate out there for loving people. Imagine if it was one and the same and we could be like, you know what, I'm going to love you know, that person to the best of my ability. I'm going to buy them a coffee every Monday morning because I know they're always late on a Monday morning or they're always tired on a Monday morning. You know, noticing the small things. You know what, I'm going to go out of my way to pay for that person's bus ticket or I'm going to go out of my way to help that person who's been stressing about that project for months and no one's been talking to them. I'm going to go out of my way. Imagine if I was like, just so passionate about loving someone the same as I was passionate about loving God. You know, we, we sing and we jump around and we're like, yo, God is awesome. Why can't we be like, yo, you're awesome, man. I love you, man. I love what you're doing here at work. I appreciate you. I'm so glad that you work with us. You're doing such awesome things. That project was absolute fire. Like, that was phenomenal what you did. Appreciate the small things and make sure everyone feels loved in that way. Love is an action. And so if I could just invite the band up. But this is kind of, I guess, going to be an altar call. But the title of the message was Transforming Lives Together because we need to all be together to transform lives. And what I mean is that if we can all start loving in action... We can start being aware of opportunities around us. If we can all start to actually seize those opportunities as well, and we know that loving God and loving people is one and the same, then we're going to actually change the world. We're going to change this community. We're going to change the city. We're going to change the nation. Do you know how many people were here? If everyone just impacts one person's life this week, we've already impacted hundreds of lives. If you think of it that way. Man, imagine what we could do if we all rallied together right now and we're like, you know what, I'm going to love to the best of my abilities. I'm going to carry love. It's not on and off switch. I'm going to live it. And people are going to see that on my life and they're going to want it. You know, we're going to see all these seats filled up and we're going to have to get more seats if we do this this week even. You know, if we all go out there and we love to the best of our abilities, there's going to be a love like no other. And I think it's so key that it's Mother's Day today because I always think of how mothers sacrifice so much to love people without agenda. There's love without agenda, guys. Let's go out there not expecting anything in return. You know, we have a God that sacrificed his son to save us. Not expecting it. We can't return for that. (laughs) But God doesn't want us to. It was without agenda. It wasn't saying, hey, then you have to do this for me and that and that and that and that. Then, then, Then it'll be worth it. No, it's like, he thought of us while we're still sinners. He thought of us when we weren't even thinking of him at all. He thought of us when we weren't even born. And so I want to encourage you today is that we have the power right now, the people in this room, to transform our community. We have the power to transform our city and our nation. All the people that are represented here, the workmates here, the, the friends here, the family from people here, that's thousands, thousands of people that we can impact and transform together. But what we need to do is all be in this together. 
We need to all be in together. And do you know what the most important thing for me is that when I first started emceeing or first started leading the youth, I was like, I can't do this. And God, God's spoken to me over multiple times and I believe that, you know, you, you're never really, really ready for it. You're never really ready to, you know, preach or emcee or whatever or, you know, play on the keys for the first time, time like Dawn. You're never ready. But that's why you lean into God's strength. That's when you're like, God, you, you need to pull this off. I'm with you all the way. How can I love people the best of my ability there? And so what I encourage you guys today is that in a moment, I'd love to invite as many of you up to the altar as you can. And I just want to pray for you and the ministry team will pray for you as well. But we're going to pray and believe that, you know, God's going to strengthen us to be confident, to be bold. Because who's shy here? Who's an introvert here? Yeah, I get shy and introverted at times. But let's be bold. Let's be confident. Let's pray for that so that we can go out there and love to the best of our abilities. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.